Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Here With You podcast. I'm your host, Ford, again here with John Harmon. And as always, this is the Here With You podcast, and we're just two guys. We're not theologians or therapists. We're just two guys talking about things going on in our lives or that you might be struggling with. And uh, particularly today, I want to talk about something I've been dealing with um, with me and my, my family my father, uh, he had a very rare form of dementia that we didn't even learn about till about the beginning of this year called cortical basal degeneration. We always thought it was going to be like Alzheimer's, but it wasn't. And he had a seizure about a month ago in front of me and then was in the hospital for about a week and then um, did not come back from the hospital and he passed away. And I, would, I was just kind of wanted to talk through that and share the speech that I talked about at his funeral. Um, and I'm going to read it straight from the from what I wrote. Um, and it's probably the first time in like a month or two that I've actually seen it. So, But before we get started, is there anything you want to add, John, <laughs> so people know you're here? <laughs> um. Yeah, not really, I suppose. I feel so uh, ill-equipped sometimes to even speak on the subject because, you know what I mean, like there's so many cliches that I could say or attempt to relate, but the the truth is I I haven't um, lost anybody that close and uh, just kind of on on the end of, I can only imagine what that would be like. Um, And, um, you know, I'm... I am glad that I know you and that I can offer you like condolences in the sense that like I'm here for you and you know that. And, um, but, um, I guess I'll just come out and say that you just kind of admit that, like, like you said, man, I'm no expert on this and I've, I've not personally had to go through uh, the loss of somebody that close, but, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I've lost the uh, grandparents and other family members over the years, but it's the first time in my direct family and, and I had been a caregiver for my dad for almost six years. And so it's just been hard when you dedicate that much time to it. And so having said that, I'm going to go ahead and read this. It'll be about two minutes, and then we can see where the Spirit leads us. So I get it. I'm a little blind. So if you knew me, you would know that I don't like talking a lot. And if you really knew me, you would know that I've struggled with social anxiety my whole life. But this message came to me and I think my dad would want me to share it. I'm jealous. I'm angry. I'm sad. I'm jealous for the bodily form of my earthly father. I'm angry how he left us. I'm sad that not everyone got to say goodbye. However, my heavenly father is jealous for his creation. He is pleased for the life my father lived, and he is joyful. My father is another addition to his multitude. My father loved black and white movies, especially westerns. You know the ones where the ones where the good guy wore the white hat and the bad guy wore the black hat. Uh, he also loved uh, all kinds of movies and comic books where the good guy won. Some of them were 007, 
Sherlock Holmes, the Thin Man, and so many more, and he always wanted to be known as the good guy. Black Mean was always striving for more, so that Jesus would say one day, well done, my good and faithful servant. And I think that was his driving force in life. He wanted to be a person that mattered and would be a voice for those who could not help themselves. He wanted to be a hero that never sacrificed who he was and stayed on mission no matter the cost. He gave, he gave his all to this world and the people in it. He wasn't perfect by any means, but it was his desire to be perfect and sanctified in Christ. I never got to learn the typical things most boys learn from their father, like cars or hunting or fishing. But I believed I learned more from his example, and that was worth more than any of those things. He taught me whether directly or indirectly, integrity, character, servanthood, and family first. He taught me everything God wanted me to know for his plan for me. He was a good, good father. <laughs> so I might ask in times like these, why do bad things happen to good people? Why do we have to suffer so long after serving so well? I believe we can find that in the Bible in God's sovereign will that I know he would agree with in Romans 8.18 when it says, For I consider the sufferings of the present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. And also, I believe some other verses in Romans 8, like 30, verses 37 through 39 can speak to this as well. No, in all, all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor heights, nor depths, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. So do not let times like these turn you from God, but allow you to run to him and comfort you in his perfect love. My dad would always say you can't put a square peg in a round hole. Meaning you can't make something happen that was not meant to happen or the other way around as well. Um, and then Matthew 5, 4 says, blessed are those for mourn. Blessed are those who mourn for, sh <laughs> for they shall be comforted. So remember the good times and the bad times for my father, the life lessons and examples. He said, I pray, you know, the fullness of his life and the God who's working behind the scenes to perfect him and even his times of imperfection. I have many things I can say, but I'll leave you with this. I want you to know today that uh, the dis this disease did not win and death did not win. And my, my father won in this victory over it because of Jesus. And uh, for, I'm sure a lot of people don't even know anything about my dad. So uh, he served about 20 years running the Boys and Girls Clubs uh, back home and impacted a lot of people in the community. And, and I really wanted people to remember those things that he did. And also that just because like he went through all this pain with his disease, that, that doesn't mean like God's not so good and not sovereign over us. And I, and I think what I really kind of wanted to talk about was like mainly specifically like how, how like when we grieve when someone's gone, how that makes some people blame God or 
turn from God and and that there's like kind of like a view that death is the end and there's nothing else really after that that we could really that we really know and but obviously we don't it's not what we believe but I know talking to different people that heard me read this um during his funeral there were a lot of people that were mad at God when they somebody close to them that they lost you know Well, I think maybe we could start by asking you, because um, I mean, you do, we're pretty, I think, humble about it. Like when you started off, you were pretty honest about how you felt about the situation. Uh, yet, obviously, you know, throughout the whole thing, it it had a very positive um, uh, portrayal of what had just happened to you, which is the loss of your father. So by the end, we, we definitely see that you took like a positive uh, attitude, a positive note, and not only that, that you didn't just take a, something positive out of it, but you are actually asking other people to take something positive from it as well. Um, so how did you go from those, you know, I guess what you might coin as negative emotions, but as things that like jealousy or anger or, you know, how did you start off there or maybe have experienced them, but still at the end, you know, by the end you were able to, because I, and I know that this is still like an open thing. Like this is, it's a, so to speak, you know, hyperbole here, but like, this is still kind of like an open wound for you and it, and it probably will be for some time. Um, but how are you able um, to see and take away positive things uh, from it? Yeah. I mean, I think for a while I was really, really sad until about, that day that I read that and I know I wanted to kind of be a person that practices what I preach or what I talk about on here and um so it was kind of like a I tried to make it like a lament like like this god this is what I'm feeling like but you're still sovereign and I still trust you and having like helped my dad for so many years and um whether it was like to go to the bathroom or drive him somewhere um like knowing that he's not going through that anymore gives me a lot of peace um as much as I'm like I want him here with me so that he could be at my wedding um or see my sister get married for her wedding it's like and that's kind of like where i'm like i've i'm jealous for wanting that when god's even more like jealous for for him and um you know i think he i think um all that he went through that it's like nothing compared to the pain that i'm feeling as well like to have your your brain slowly shrink away like couldn't even comprehend that and so i just was trying to be like honest about how i felt and by how everybody felt um in one way or another and just kind of 
talk through it. And then, and since then, like, I really haven't, I've had a lot more peace and, um, I felt like God and somehow my dad was like with me when I got up there. Cause I don't like, uh, talking in front of like 300 people in the church. And I just looked straight at the paper and, and read it and could barely get through it without crying. And so I think I answered your question, but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, you, you definitely did. Um, so then I guess maybe a step even, you know, further back would be so so getting up there and being able to speak that and, and feeling like, you know, you were able to display and show things um, and do things that you typically were not able to do because you felt like your father was there with you. Um, so let's talk about how you even wrote it, like how were it was this kind of come to you at once was this kind of like you were just having an open dialogue with god or just with yourself like um well like the probably like not the first paragraph but the second one about being jealous it just kept coming to me and i didn't even plan to really speak at the funeral and um i just kind of felt convicted to do it and I've always felt like this weird like calling to like talk in front of people or be a pastor but I don't really want to do any of that and um so I I was like I'll just or go ahead sit down and write what's in keeps coming to me and um and see where it goes from there and and then uh got the did a lot of prayer and trust and and support for my fiance to get up there and, and talk and um yeah okay. but it wasn't like any like sort of like process or i just it's more like stream of consciousness writing so, trying to be like david when he would write the psalms or something <laughs> i don't know um well, I mean, it definitely, like you said, it, it uh, is a very powerful, it's very impactful. Um, you know, I wasn't at the funeral, but I personally, like when you sent it to me reading it, you know, I, I don't quite get the sentiment, but hearing you read it um, and knowing you and putting those things together, it's definitely, it's very powerful. Um, and I didn't, I didn't know your, your father uh, before the disease, um, you know, I, I was yeah. able to, to to meet him and and understand, you know, what what your life was like and 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 what his life was like. Um, but putting what little bit I do know, you know, about that and and just knowing you, it is very powerful because um, I don't know, man. Like even listening to you put that together and. And I remember like when I first met you, it was, you know, at the, like this, I can't even remember the name of what that group was called, but starting point. Exactly. Exactly. And even then, I mean, you, you, we all had to kind of share a little bit about our lives and I remember how anxious you were about it even then. And, um, how that, that even was a big deal for you. And, um, and even beyond that, like just seeing you grow and it's crazy because like, I, I do know you personally to, to a level, like I know and can see the 
discomfort uh, when it comes to public speaking, but yet you always do it. You know what I mean? Like you always find a way to get up there. Like even when we were doing prodigal souls every week, you know, you had a guest speaker. Yes, but you always started it and you always finished it. And uh, though my schedule didn't allow me to go to any of those, those weekly Bible studies. And I know there was even some times where there may not have been a whole lot of people who attended, but you were still readily available and you were ready to, to speak. Um, and I guess where I'm kind of going is like, just to hear you talk about it um, to an extent almost makes me feel and I, I, I don't know. I don't mean this like in a negative way by myself, but I guess it's just a little bit humbling, but like I, sometimes it kind of makes me feel like a fraud because <laughs> you know what I mean? Like um, I, I think one of the gifts that God he's given me is the ability to talk to people. And sometimes to the point to where like, it's, it's easy for me. It's not a difficult thing for me. It's a blessing that God has given me, but sometimes mm-hmm. I think I just talk and, and there's no real weight behind it in a sense that like, am I practicing what I preach? Am I just getting up here and speaking and, and, and am I implementing the things in my own life? Um, so to kind of hear you um, and see you, it's, it makes me, it, there's like a standard there. I think um, that is encouraging because I know that these things aren't easy for you. And it kind of speaks into my own life. Like it's not easy for anybody, you know? And I think, um, you know, we, we are all our, our biggest critics, you know, but um, to see you step up and do what's placed on your heart and not just because your own emotions place it there, but because we serve a God who places these things in our heart, but doesn't just set an expectation for us, but strengthens us, encourages us, um, and allows us to kind of put ourselves in these positions. And I think at the end of the day, when we do trust, um, we do see results. You know what I mean? It does impact people's lives in what we do. Um, and... I'm encouraged by by not just what you wrote, uh, but that you do, you are a man of your word, you put action behind it. And that's really encouraging. Um, and, you know, I thank you for doing that. Uh, and I also thank God for doing those things in your life because they do have an impact on me as well. Um, and I guess for myself, just kind of circle back around because I don't want everybody thinking that I'm like, just like hate myself or anything. But but no, I just, there are standards, especially as a father and as a husband, where, you know, I'm always attempting to do the right thing. And, and I get in my head sometimes and I let the enemy get in my head sometimes. And I wind up thinking that I, I'm just useless. And I start to kind of give into some of the, the lies that he's, that he speaks into my life. And to, to, to have you, you know, read something like that and, and, and kind of, you know, reiterate that, that we can make change, you know, by believing that what we're doing is, is for something beyond ourselves and that God has put us in the places that we're in to, to help others. And it, it just gives me strength. So I just, um, I appreciate that.
Well, well, thanks. I, I mean, I'm just doing what I feel led to do, and sometimes it's really scary, <laughs> but I try to trust that God is with me through it, and will get me through it. Like even when I met with my fiance's dad and stepdad, and to get their blessing, and I'd never done anything like that before, and. I was really, really, I was probably even more nervous for that. And just, so this, this whole year has been a really weird year for me. And, uh, but it's all about kind of growing in trust with God and, and not just having like a surface level belief in him. Like, like I need to believe in him when it's good or bad times, you know, like, cause I know that like he's gotten me through depression and so many other things and like I wouldn't have met Rachel probably throughout some some divine intervention um so it just I felt like my trust has really grown but I know that um a lot of people in like might be going through a similar situation and and I wanted to talk a little bit about like how um, I'm not really sure how to phrase it, but like how death is not the the end of our life, if that makes sense. Like, and, and especially if you have um, a relationship with Jesus, and you you have that living hope and hope that and things eternal and things unseen and and that in that death can be like just another step in life if that makes any sense <laughs> i'm not sure how to like really phrase it but i just know like a lot of the the hurt comes from like the fact that we can't really see them or touch them or like you can feel that their presence is gone, that their their soul is not here, but their like their body might be here on in the earth or in an urn, or but like you can feel like their presence isn't there, and like how do we deal with the presence not being there, but also know that they're where they are is like like better than like any fancy hotel or any fancy mansion not to get prosperity gospel sounding but but like better than anything this earth can offer i guess and and like how do we have that well, I, shift i don't know i think it's funny because like verbally processing <laughs> um you know on earth like all a lot of society wants you to kind of strive for this extravagant wealth and um there's a lot of pain and suffering here <laughs> And as a believer, it's like in heaven, like, yeah, there's the promise of things like that. You know what I mean? Like gold, streets of gold and mansions and, and stuff like that. But like without the pain and the suffering, which to me is some, at times can be the most real thing here on earth, uh, that I find it hard dealing with depression and, and anxiety and stuff like that to see past that here. But to be in heaven, like without that, like the pain and the suffering and the anxiety is like, 
I don't care if you give me like a little shack in heaven. Like as long as I don't have to have that, that weight, you know, and that's gone. Like for me personally, I think is one of the greatest promises. And that's only going to come from being fully in the presence of God, you know, um, and, and him taking those things away, um, you know, and, and that's, that's what I look forward to, you know, um, and, and since I think it sounds a little selfish some, somewhat, but I mean, I'll just be, that's just me being mm-hmm. real and being honest, um, you know, dealing with depression and stuff uh, is not having that yeah, in my yeah. life is something to look forward to. Um, but we also live in a society that would, would have you believe that this is it, you know, and I think that's is why they, they push, you know, get everything you can now because there's nothing in the next life. Um, or even do whatever you want now because there's no no opportunity to do it in the next there's no, life. No consequence or anything. Exactly. Um, and uh, I, I think that's that's very toxic. Uh, it's a very toxic way to to live your life. For me personally, and I, I don't I feel like I've said this before, and I, I say it all the time to to my atheist friends, um, is. I need God to be real. Like I need him to be real. Like in my personal life, I absolutely need him to be real. Um, because if, if he isn't, then things, I take a very nihilistic turn and just nothing has meaning and nothing has purpose. And not even, it doesn't even set me in this direction of like, Oh, I can just do whatever I want. It's like, what's the point of anything? You know what I mean? Like, where's their joy in anything? If there's no objective joy, you know, in, in this universe. So like for me, like mentally, I need there to be a God. Um, yeah. Yeah. I would, I would agree. And I'd also add to like, um, as there are trials in life and hardships and it doesn't mean like we just get the skip to be with Jesus. Like there's, there's still the, um, a purpose for us here on earth and a, a purpose he's created us for and and that we're and, and I'm I'm learning it right now as I deal with this and like I want God to use like whatever I'm going through for him when, and not just for my gain or my personal um anguish or but just take every opportunity or every um like even my business or relationships and and use it to glorify him through that yeah and and um so i think just as we kind of wrap up like um i think as we have if we have like a heaven mindset like our mindset that towards god that we can see like and trust more his will and his purpose for what we're going through and what's happening right now is not necessarily what is always going to be or um like the pain i have for losing my dad like it's honest to feel those feelings and vocalize them and but but as i say like 
like suffering or depression like it it can't be like the destination for us like it it's it's like a place we visit but we're not going to stay there we're going to our ultimate destination is with with God and we want to trust him and seek him through that and he will like he can deliver us through that yeah that's i'm definitely most guilty for that like being very short-sighted sometimes um i i'm definitely the israelites fresh out of egypt like within 30 days forgetting about the parting of the red sea forgetting about the plagues and and by his mighty hand bringing me out um to the point there's sometimes like it, it even embarrasses me because like it can i mean yeah there's definitely things that take time um and patience with uh but i've even seen like where i've panicked and within the same day god has relieved that issue or you know given me a way out like within 24 hours and it's like in my heart it's like i knew he could but on the surface i was freaking out and doubting and um but yeah i mean i i watch him over and over uh deliver me from things and and there's plenty that i still am praying for today for for deliverance and and relief from um but i do know in my heart and and something that i am able to freely share that like god has gotten me out of so many things and not just me but like my my wife and like you said like with you and your you know uh, with your fiance and, and and being engaged and, and and that whole relationship being um you know divine intervention as you put it but like with my wife too like having seen him deliver us from so many things and knowing these things and still uh, when trials come and the waters get a little shaky uh, being guilty of one of the disciples who shakes jesus awake like hey <laughs> uh, why yeah. are you sleeping you know yeah and that um, was kind of what our our last podcast was about yeah um and that's what kind of convicted me that was our last podcast you know so um, well again man just hearing you um what you were able to speak uh, at, at your father's funeral is is uh it is very encouraging because you know you do you walk the walk man and you don't just talk the talk and that's really inspiring. And I, I do hope that, uh, that the individuals who were able to hear that, uh, you know, took something, uh, divine and spiritual from that and we are able to apply that. And even to our listeners today, just, you know, I, I hope that they, they find hope, you know, through this message. Um, well, um, we had some other topics we want to talk about, but I don't, feel like it really led to that but maybe we could talk about them another time if it comes up yeah. um would you mind praying us out since this was so weird praying about something i'm going through i don't know i feel like it okay. helps more to have other people yeah no i'm, I'm always down um yeah I, I i'd be honored to um heavenly father i just want to start off by um you know, thanking you for for a man of God such as uh, uh, Ford's father, uh, Bear, uh, as a lot of people called him, and and having an impact on so many lives, uh, whether it was through his his work or just a calling, 
and having a spiritual life with you, Lord, and um, putting a desire on his heart that sought after you, uh, that, you know, I, I feel uh, definitely that I can relate when when Ford talks about how his father was and this desire for a hero and a desire to do the right thing at all times. And it, it kind of reminds me of, of when you, uh, through your word, talk about David and having a heart after you. And Lord, none of us are perfect, but I think as long as we can stay focused on in our lives on what it means to do the right thing and, and not just to do the right thing for the sake of doing the right thing, but to do it as a pleasing offering uh, through our, through our life and through sacrifice to do what you've called us to do, which is to be a light to this world. And I, I thank you for, for giving us an inspiring individual such as, such as bear who not only Ford had to look up to, but so many people had in their lives to look up to. And I just specifically pray for, for Ford's family uh, during this time of loss, Lord God, and, and that you would use this, Lord God, to just shine a light on the life that he lived for you and the things that he aspired for, for his children and how he aspired for them to live a life that reflected his life, which was just a mere reflection of what Christ-like was, which was just another reflection of what you you our heavenly father wants for all of us, Lord God. And I thank you for that. Um, I just pray for for healing, Lord. I pray for just a a time of maybe just the weight of just the whole experience to be lifted, Lord God, that they can just kind of just breathe a little bit, Lord God, and feel comforted even in the midst of sorrow, Lord God, if they just need a moment to, to be sorrowful, Lord God, that, that there is no shame there, Lord God, and that they have an open heart to just speak to you and tell you what they feel and what they are experiencing, Lord God. And I just thank you for, for placing forward in my life and also, Lord God, just allowing him to be a light in so many other people's lives and having an impact in their lives, Lord God, in, in ways that Ford doesn't even see, that Ford is even unaware of, Lord God, that you still use his heart, which is just to seek after you and to do the right thing, to just want to bring about good in this world, Lord God, where it just seems like there is a lot of hopelessness, Lord God. And I just pray that you would just just use this message in this this podcast, Lord God, to speak to other people and to give them an opportunity to see that um, that you are there for them, even in the most tumultuous times, even in times where it seems hopeless, Lord God, that that you are there, and that maybe they could just take a look around and see individuals in their lives who have spoken into their lives, uh, good things, who have, have spoken over them, Lord God, to help them, and that they would see that as a reflection of your love in their life, Lord God. And um, I just pray that we all just leave here today just having a hope um, in you, Lord God. In uh, Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>